You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's time for the Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something. Howdy, everyone, and welcome to the seventh episode of the 2023 Dragon Con Report. This is the penultimate episode before the con, our second to last episode. Yes, the con is going to be here before we know it. And we are continuing our 12th season covering the con we love so much. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and it is my pleasure to introduce you to the rest of our station crew, starting with Jen. Hello. How's it going? How are you? Good. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's like, it's like, oh, it's less than two Uh, months away. Goodness gracious. We're either at 34 or 36 days. Oh my goodness! Don't even. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Uh, let's 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 get uh, our other uh, co-host out here chanting. Let's uh, all commiserate this all together, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, happy to be a part of this. Nervous because I have yep. nothing ready Same. for Dragon. Same. Nothing. Zero. Yeah. So so business yeah. as usual. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, are you guys hungry? Always. All right. So yep. um, we are going to be talking food. <laughs> All about food later on. That's our main topic uh, for dining options uh, at Dragon Con. So, yeah, I hope you brought your appetites because uh, we're going to get uh, and talk all about the different food options, everything that's out there. Um, but before we do that, uh, we've got a couple of other uh, folks going to be joining us as well. Uh, of course, Director Faber is here working behind the scenes. And we have Kevin from the Newbies Group with us as well. Hey, all. Howdy. It's great to have you back with us, man. It's been, I don't know if you were, you know, it's like we try to get you on every year. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but everybody from your group has been so helpful. As I said before the show, um, I, I can't imagine doing this podcast without you guys represented. So I'm glad you're here. Oh, well, thank you. Yep. We, we enjoy doing what we do for Khan and, and you folks too. I mean, this is a great resource. We share it in the newbie group and all around. So we appreciate all the efforts you folks put in too, to talking up Khan. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to stay for the food portion, but, um, you know, there may be food after. (laughs) There may may be food later. Uh, uh, There'll be discussion of food later. (laughs) There will be a discussion of food, right? (laughs) Right. After which we will all be very, very hungry. So uh, so I hope you guys have have either eaten before you're watching or listening to this or you have food on hand because uh, you're probably going to get hungry. Like if you're like me, you're going to get hungry the more we talk about food. Uh, because there's a lot of great food options at Dragon Con. So um, uh, hopefully we'll be joined by a guest to, to help us talk about the different options as well. And, uh, oh, she's here. Hey, Mallory, how's it going? How are you? All right. Good to see Me you. Too. Thank you for joining us. Of course, of course. That was perfect timing, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely it was. I was like, okay, fingers crossed, boom. All right. So, uh, so yeah, before we get, of course, and talk all about that, we've got some, uh, first some business to discuss. Uh, we're a proud member of the ESO network. We have a T Public store filled with 
all kinds of cool stuff. Cool design for the Dragon Con Report podcast t-shirt, mugs, anything you want. Uh, the design is there. Um, I would imagine that uh, it's getting kind of close. If you want to make sure you have those items for Dragon Con, uh, please go ahead and go to that uh, link for TeePublic. There's a link for that in the episode show notes, as well as if you go to the ESOnetwork.com, uh, the top of the page there, you can get to that link there. Uh, we also have a patron page. Um, and of course, we always thank our patrons for their support. Um, it's very, very appreciative. Um, also want to welcome all our viewers on Facebook or YouTube. Howdy, guys. Uh, the audio version of our show is still available through all the usual places. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can also access this show, past episodes at DragonConReport.com. So we want you to go to that site. And however you access the show, whether you're watching us now, listening to us, please leave feedback. If you're watching us on YouTube, like and like and subscribe, like and subscribe, like and subscribe, right? That's how that works. Uh, like and share, uh, you know, however you uh, can get the word out about us, we really do appreciate it. And if you want to contact us directly, leave direct feedback to us, um, please email us at feedback at dragonconreport.com. Uh, you can also reach out to us. We're on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram. Uh, we're not yet on some of the new stuff. <laughs> I have uh, I haven't checked out Threads yet, so I, I don't don't look for us there just yet. Uh, but uh, we, we we will probably get there eventually. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. So, but but on the bright side, on the bright side, <laughs> we are on X. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, you gotta be you gotta be careful about that Threads. If you ever want to leave, you have to delete your whole Instagram account. Yeah, I've I've heard some of the things about that. So yeah, I'm still looking into that one. So I haven't invested. I haven't invested in any of those yet. So, um, but <laughs> if you something that you would like to see us out on, uh, like if if you were not part of that social media, please reach out to us because I'm still investigating all of that stuff. So, um, and uh, again, I need to make note. Of course, the Dragon Con Report podcast is unofficially associated with the con. We are not and never have been officially connected with Dragon Con. So for all the official news, we strongly recommend checking out the official websites, the social media outlets, uh, their Facebook page, uh, and all their accounts as well. So, But we're going to get started with some news and notes that we have accumulated over the past month for you guys. Um, now, I think as we posted before uh, last month, um, you know, DragonCon memberships are now uh, $175 for the weekend. Still pretty good bargain, I think. Um, but uh, now that's the five that covers all five days. Uh, one day memberships will be going on sale August 1st. So if you're only interested in going to one day, uh, you can do that on August 1st. All memberships, whether they are, uh, you know, for the five days or the one day are going to be only available to purchase on the website online you cannot when you if you go to dragon kind of person and try to get a, a pass at the registration or whatever it's just that's not going to work you have to get your tickets uh, in advance so to speak um and memberships are always non-transferable and non-refundable so if um well we'll talk about it a bit later but if you know some people that you might want to be there are, are might be excited to see uh maybe they're not going to be there uh you know um you still after, you're still coming to the con. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll give you stuff to do. There'll be plenty to do. Uh, we'll try to make sure of that anyway. I say we like I have anything to do with it. But, uh, um, and uh, I think the 175, is that going to stay until the con? Or does, are we, do we, does it go no, up again? Uh, it um, stays. 
yeah, yeah but I, I think that they said at the volunteer meeting last week that was the final price. It is the final form of your badges. <laughs> now, uh, there was a uh, town hall scheduled for last week. So we actually thought we were going to get some information to bring you from that. But unfortunately, uh, the storms in the area, in the Atlanta area, caused them to have to delay that. So uh, as you're listening to this, I do believe that the next town hall is scheduled for the 27th. Yep, two days. So, uh, so yeah, I'm sure they will have a lot of more, they will have a bunch of information that we unfortunately will not be able to, to give you now, but, uh, uh, yeah, I'd definitely strongly suggest checking out the town hall meetings. They're entertaining and, and informative as well. So, uh, check that out and they, they'll have the latest official news. So, uh, but as Jen pointed out, there was a volunteer meeting, uh, last weekend and there was some information that we were able to accumulate out of that. Uh, first and foremost, I guess we'll talk about uh, COVID protocols. Uh, there will be no COVID protocols in place. Uh, <laughs> so uh, COVID is over. <laughs> um, actually, uh, look, you can, um, you can wear your mask if you want. Um, the, the bottom line is whether you're wearing a mask, whether you're not wearing a mask, however you want to comfortably decide to come to Dragon Con, uh, you should be comfortable as as far as yourself goes and as far as others go. Um, harassment of people making either choice will not be tolerated. So there's no proof of vaccination required, but I, my understanding if there's any sort of hassle that people are getting from one group or the other, that's grounds for being booted out. So so don't... Uh, and that that's kind of true of that should be true. I'm pretty sure it's uh, consistent with most anything else. Harassment is just bad. Don't don't participate in it. Uh, certainly don't instigate it. The um, attendance uh, is going to be capped. I think we all kind of figured that was going to happen. They say it's somewhere between, this is pretty vague, somewhere between 2019 and 2021. But, you levels. know, 2019 was huge. It's like some, somewhere between, right. oh, 100,000 and 10. Yeah. Yeah. 2019 <laughs> right. was the year. It, it's like yeah. the cable company. Exactly. 2019 was the year where I was just like, okay, maybe I just need to start avoiding crowds because it's <laughs> yeah, it was it, uh, 2019 was like when it, I think that was 89, 90,000, something like that, right? Uh, uh, the, that was the well, biggest we, year. We ever. know it was higher yeah. unofficially. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, yeah, on Saturday it was higher. Yes. Yeah, I promise you. <laughs> um, last year, I my understanding is that the cap was around 60,000, so expect it to be a little bit more than that. So if you were like, if you were like wow, there's a lot of people here last year, there's probably going to be more. Um, I don't, we don't, we'll never know what the cap number is. That's all internal. But uh, in order to make sure that you can be in, you can be included in, uh, in the events, get your memberships as soon as possible. Uh, you know, if you get your membership, you're fine. If they stop memberships, and I don't know that even last year, I don't know that they ever stopped selling memberships. So I don't think they reached that They, they stopped some of the day passes. They did not, they the did day not passes, reach yes. the cap on the full weekend. That's correct. That's correct. Um, there will be, um, in addition to, they, they talked about this in the volunteer meeting, um, in addition to one-day memberships going on sale August 1st, there will be limited quantities of those. So as we discussed, yes, there will be limited quantities. So if, um, if you are thinking about going for a day, uh, try to get those in advance, as much in advance as you can. 
right after the first because they could be gone <laughs> the way Dragon God works, they could be gone by the yeah. second. Like <laughs> we don't know, oh, especially the Saturday yeah. ones. Exactly, yeah, those, those exactly. Would be, especially those would be Saturday. The first to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the parade and everything. Yes. Um, America's Mart for gamers. It will be closing at two a.m. Uh, and then uh, some overnight gaming will be held at the Westin. I think we discussed this uh, last uh, last episode or so. Uh, the main gaming hall will have 85 video games and pinball Woo! machines. Uh, so they will not be, uh, they were off site last year. Wasn't that a few part years? Of, uh, yeah. They had pinballs set up at the, around the corner from the Sheridan. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that, uh, so they will actually be in the gaming area this time. So you won't have to go outside there. So, uh, uh, very cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think I'm not sure when it opens, but it's only closed for a few hours, right? For, cleaning and stuff for, like that. Yeah, they just need to clean. Yeah, closed for cleaning, and, like we all like we all parodied <laughs> in 2021. Yeah, that, that same panel. <laughs> it's time. It's yeah. time to bring it back. I still, exactly. I still have my costume for it. So. <laughs> that uh, you know that whole thing about cleaning the panel rooms and cleaning the gaming area and all the areas, the vendors area and everything like that. I don't think that's a bad thing to get away. Like, let's not get away yeah. from that. Let's continue to do that. Like, I mean, I think that helps everybody really. Uh, not just for COVID, but for concrete. Mm -hmm. um, I think that uh, makes it better. Well, for and everybody. who wants a, con uh, you know, a, a panel room to feel like you're walking on a dark movie theater floor and, you know, feeling like sticky candy and popcorn and stuff, touching your shoes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, here, so here's a big thing that's been happening lately and a lot of questions, especially after uh, the event that was San Diego Comic-Con last weekend. With the, uh, with the Actors Union strike and the writer's strike and everything like that, it is affecting conventions in some ways. And as far, we've already seen it as far as DragonCon goes um, because the SAG actors that are participating in DragonCon this year, uh, a few of them have canceled, but for the most part, most of them are still listed as, as being attended. However, if you go to the website, if you go to dragoncon.com, their descriptions, uh, the descriptions of everything they've worked on and everything like that, their current projects is completely removed. They are not allowed to promote current and future projects. Uh, so, past struck um, work as well. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So how does that affect going into DragonCon? Will some uh, actors uh, cancel? Sure. Will some actors be announced? Uh, can they still get guests? Sure. Uh, we haven't seen anybody uh, acting wise that's been announced as a guest since the strike started, but I would imagine that's not out of the realm of I would also imagine we're going to get an update during the town hall in two days. I I would think so too. Um, so yeah, pay attention to that. And there will be some official word. Uh, again, this is from the volunteers meeting. So I don't know how quote unquote official any of this is. So obviously, and like anything else at Dragon Con, you know, it could change. It it, it probably will change by the time things happen, yeah, right? Definitely. So and it's uh, it's worth mentioning. Um, They'll be able to sign generic headshots. Yes, yes. I just um, I think branded branded swag is going to be at their discretion. So, right. um, just keep that in mind when you're trying. Yeah, to get those autographs. right. They are not going to have like usually if you go and get your uh, get meet an actor or whatever in the Walk of Fame, they usually have like a table of merchandise and headshots and everything like that. Usually, they're regard with the projects that they've been working on. They will not be able to do that this time. 
Like, you know, if you want to meet Anson Mount, he is not going to have like uh, Strange New Worlds uh, photos for you to be. Or Hell on Wheels. Or Hell, probably, yes, Hell on Wheels, et cetera. So um, he will have, they'll have probably generic headshots, right? Um, Now, you can bring your own. Like if you have a picture or a piece of merchandise from something that they've worked on and you want them to sign it, but it is up to the actor's discretion as whether or not they will be able or they feel comfortable signing that. So be prepared that if you really want to meet some of these people, which I, I mean, I think we all do. Um, the best advice is to just keep an open mind. Like, like if, if they, uh, you know, be prepared that if you, the thing that you want to get signed, it may not be able to happen this time. Um, but I, they should have different options. Like the actors want to make money. So they're going to be able, they're going to sign stuff. They're going to have photo they, they still right? want to meet fans, but you know, every, exactly. every, yes. everyone yes. just, you know, be respectful of what they're going yeah. through. They're still, you know, they're still planning on coming. If they do panels, maybe they'll talk about what they like to do in their off time or their hobbies. You know, mm-hmm. we could, we could learn some really interesting information about a lot of the guests because they're, they're not going to be able to talk about their struck work. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, I mean, certainly I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, I can speak for most of the people here on the podcast, but we support what they're do- what the strike. Yeah. Where you support them in every way we can. So, um, you know, it, it has caused some inconvenience. It has caused delays, et cetera, et cetera. It might be a little bit inconvenient here and there at conventions, but for what they're going through, the fight that they're they're making, I, mean, I think it it it's worth it. So, you know, it's a, it's it's not much to ask. I don't think on, as far as our part goes. Some of it might be unfortunate, but uh, uh, yeah. So. Um, I know that a lot of them had a great, a lot of great success at San Diego Comic-Con doing panels and whatnot. Um, There will be photo ops. Um, My understanding is, is that they won't be able to call them like, hey, you won't be able to have a a new Strange New Worlds photo op or an Oval photo op. But you can have a photo op with, you know, the actor's in that show they just can't call it that they can't call, group it by that here's um, these group of friends so, <laughs> exactly it's in mountain exactly now what if, what if it's the actual cast of friends pals it's pals Associates. <laughs> Associates, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I don't, you know, if uh, the cast of Friends ever makes an appearance in Drag, I would not uh, ever be surprised, actually. You know, I mean, I, I could see that happening. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I'll be there for you, was a comment that was made. That's great. No, that's favorite. Um, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. favorite. Director Faber. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I forgot our director has a sense of humor. <laughs> All right, so that, I hear he's a Rachel. That, that might be the uh, <laughs> that might be the last year for me for a while. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so there's going to be a lot of questions, you know, regarding what you can and cannot do, et cetera, et cetera. So just just go in, have patience, have some leeway, have some flex, be prepared for, to be flexible. This is a new territory for everybody involved. I mean, yes, there's been strikes before, but. This is a new territory for uh, everything that's happening here. There hasn't so, been one this size yeah. in a long time. No, 
No. And, and things were a lot different back then. I mean, things were very different as far as actors being available, doing conventions, photo ops and stuff like that. I mean, it was a very, most of the actors back then that were doing these things were people who hadn't worked in a while. Like it was basically like, you know, so, so it is, it is new territory. So, um, but there will be a few conventions, not only San Diego happened last weekend, but some other conventions happened as well, or will be happening in between. So I think, a lot of the actors and a lot of folks will have, and, and the agents and everything will have pretty good idea on how to handle this. So, um, and then one of the other questions that's come up uh, real quick, I, I don't have anything official on this, but one of the other questions was about cosplaying. And uh, from my understanding is uh, cosplaying, unless you're actually paid to dress up and promote something, which is uh, something that is, uh, you know, could be considered, uh, against the strike, um, you're fine. Like it, Dragon Con is run by fans, fan oriented. If you're cosplaying as something as a fan, you shouldn't have anything to worry about. That's certainly at San Diego. There was no, I mean, the cosplay was crazy at San Diego. So I mean, it was. It didn't seem like anybody was held back in cosplaying at all. So I, I wouldn't expect that there's going to be. And I. I'm almost guessing that a lot of so there will be more than one cosplayer uh, that'll uh, have fun with the concept and everything that's yeah. going on. So that should be kind of interesting oh, yeah. too. So, yeah. so that's what we know. I've heard from more than a few people in the <laughs> cosplay community, and that's that's kind of the going one. They're either they're planning on cosplaying or they're planning on cosplaying as their favorite characters striking. <laughs> right. So, I can't wait to see that. Me personally. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, that's 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 good. That's good. Or if you're, yeah, uh, you know, uh, among a lot of the dragon conners, you do mashups or make up your own costumes, and so there's 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 plenty of opportunity, as always, to see great absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, yeah. Anything else is speculation at this point. So obviously, uh, stay tuned to the official channels for more on on what can and can't be done and what's acceptable, et cetera. So, um, all right. So, uh, not really a lot of other news that I have. I know Channing had a few items that, uh, he wanted to mention. So I guess I will turn it over to you, sir. Oh, wow. I feel special. (laughs) This is Channing Sherman with not so breaking news. Um, so there've been a few updates going around, um, for all you folks that are into photo shoots and cosplay photography, Um, The first draft of the group photo shoot schedule is out. The good folks over at the um, Facebook group, Dragon Con group photo shoots, they put together a giant list. They actually help get things scheduled so we're not stepping on each other's toes. And a current list is out on Facebook. You can search for that group. And it's just got every photo shoot, where it's taking place, um, what time it goes on. It will more will be added to it as we get closer, but it's a good way to kind of start planning your trip. Um, cosplayers, as of um, earlier this week, the Friday night costuming contest, um, that's not the big masquerade, they still have openings in the youth, novice, and pro divisions. So if you're you know, looking for a chance to kind of show off your work, you still got some time to get entered. And again, there's a link to that on their Facebook page. So go, go, show off, show them what you got. <laughs> uh, for those of you who like excessive amounts of walking while wearing cosplay, um, the G.I. Joe costumers group 
and the Dragon Con diversity group. They still have some spots for people who want to march in the parade. Um, for the G.I. Joe group, obviously, you'll want to be in some G.I. Joe Cobra cosplay. For the diversity track, um, it's a little more open. Just show up in a cosplay and, you know, either be a, um, in a diverse group or be a supporter of diverse groups. Um, again, look at, for both of those groups on Facebook to get more information. Um, for my D&D nerds out there, the Adventure League needs DMs for games. Um, it's a good volunteer opportunity. And um, as someone who's trying to get in on a D&D game, I would appreciate it because um, I would love to have someone guide me through one. So please, um, Dungeon Masters, get in there. And last but not least, there are still volunteer openings. So if you're kind of on the fence about going to Dragon Con and you want a way to kind of dip your toe in the water, consider volunteering. Um, last I heard at the meeting, Tech Ops, the diversity group, and security were all looking for um, volunteers. There's a time commitment, but otherwise, it's really a good way to see the convention. And it's a good way to help the convention. Remember, it's all fan run. It's volunteer based. Um, so, yeah, if you're on the fence, definitely now is the time to to look into it. Very cool. Very cool. Yes, definitely. Thank you for that. Uh, Jen, have we missed anything? That looks like everything. That's, that's I mean, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to announce, you know, all the parties and stuff that have already tricked no, me out. That's, uh, <laughs> that's too much. Yeah, <laughs> Definitely, we'll send we'll send people to to that group at the end, uh, so people can always check that out. Um, I did see is that uh, did the 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 meadery people they got a new can or some oh yeah no it's a, so it's uh, Tony confirmed it for me it's the same original mead formula they did do a slightly different mm -hmm. one last year that was that glittery one in addition to the original so this is the original formula but they have now incorporated the famous carpet into their can design and it's uh, ah. it's quite beautiful. Nice, nice. Okay, get it, get it before someone files a cease and desist. <laughs> no, they've they've it's fair use. They've altered it enough. <laughs> the uh, I also um, I did see. I don't know if there's any sort of uh, limit as far as uh, when you can order your stuff in time for Dragon Con, but I know that uh, uh, Sven has has turned out a bunch of new merchandise for uh, the drunken dragon hotel stuff uh so definitely check out um his instagram his facebook um and a lot of that stuff is limited anyway because he only makes a short supply of it because it's just him and he's increasing <laughs> his space in the vendor hall this year he'll have he yeah. is yes i was yes he has a booth as well as a as uh, a spending machine yep <laughs> so uh so yes he's going to have a bunch of stuff on site but if you want to try to make sure if there's something that you want and you want it in time for the con uh, i'd say go get it now because uh who knows uh i know that the uh ups shippers have just reached a a a, a, a um an agreement so it looks like maybe things can be okay as far as ups being shipped stuff but um you never know you never know so always uh, get order your stuff early in time for the event so uh that's all the news and notes that we have so let's uh turn to our good friend kevin and kevin uh, what's happening in the newbies group what's what's hot and every, what does everybody want to know about well, the fun thing for those of us who've been to Con for a while know that uh, the newbie folks, while they have similar questions each year, you always 
end up with some new direction a lot of folks are going or things are going? I mean, you brought up the issue that we have with the actor strikes. So that's certainly some of the questions that will pop up about impact there. But, uh, you know, otherwise, newbies, we're, we're often talking about learning about the differences of a convention taking place at hotels instead of a convention center. Mm-hmm. Folks asking if they can bring in a backpack or can I bring food or will I get in trouble for doing some of these things. So always trying to get across the culture differences and have folks understand that. Um, we always have fun. Anyone who's heard me talk over the years when folks ask one of the most pop, what's one of the most popular questions It'll often be for the newbies, hey, my first time coming, I need to know like the three or four must-see events at convention. <laughs> and, you know, those of us who've been say, well, that'll cover you for about two hours on Friday, and then I got another hundred for you. So <laughs> you got to keep an open mind, realize everybody does something different at con. You know, we probably could pool all five of us here and come up with, you know, 20 different things that we consider our must-sees, because that's the beauty of con. We jokingly call it you get to program your own con so whatever it is you might like to do from parties to going to panels to q a's to pan you know fan panels celebrity panels gaming i mean we know it it's all there so yeah it's oftentimes the similar question understanding the hotels the reason to be in a host hotel to understand if you want to try to plan for next year how not to burn yourself out by saturday afternoon walking 25 miles over the five days understanding Mm. The Atlanta heat, doing lots of walking outdoors, the the uh, sky bridges, a.k.a. the habit trails, how not to stop in them, how photography is not allowed in them. You know, a lot of those common things, you know, and that's part of what makes for the fun for those in the newbie group is being able to educate folks so that, you know, more knowledgeable congoers coming in makes for a better experience for all of us. But everybody also knows that it's such a welcoming community, excuse me, community that, you know, just ask a question. They don't have to be part of a newbie group or part of a newbie tour like we do or anything, just con goers. You know, I remember the very first time I came back in 2005, I looked so lost. Someone actually came up to me and said, you look like you need help. And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> so folks are willing to do that. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I look like that last year. Is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's a lot of fun too, because even, you know, folks think that uh, myself or Kim or Sue or Michael, some of the folks who lead the newbie stuff are like, complete experts. It's like, no, there are other people who know a lot more than we do. We're just glad to kind of steer you in a direction. That's the great thing too. It's, it's the community and the feedback and the thoughts from them. It is so awesome when we do our newbie tours on Thursday afternoon, hundreds of people show up and we send them out on tours every few minutes, but it's a great chance to find some fellow Star Trek fans that are there with you or cosplay or whatever it might be so it's also a great chance to to intermingle and and find some other folks who are new as well you know share an idea maybe spend some time in a certain panel certain room you know we talk about the schedule we us old folks like to you know roll our eyes and talk about yeah we remember the days of using highlighted markers to highlight the schedule to figure things out and all you you youngins now have these fancy apps that'll even alert you and so forth so you know, it's kind of fun to talk about those. I don't know. Would we say good old days or we'll just say the old days of having to really work at your schedule? So, <laughs> but I mean, even uh, RIP to the blue colors. Yeah, there you go. You know, man, <laughs> being able to figure that out. And I used to do that on my flights. That was always my big thing to do on the flights was to have the whole schedule in front of me with markers. So, but whatever works for you too. Cause we also remind folks that, Hey, you're going to do a lot of moving, most likely a lot of walking. So, Come Sunday for a lot of the newer folks, when you look at the schedule, it's not going to be so much what do I want to do. It's going to be 
what's real close by so I don't have to walk too far. <laughs> so, you know, realizing what the tracks are and things like that is a lot of great ways. So that's why we love doing it time and time again. We we love to see that excitement in folks' eyes. We get to see the excitement. We get to see the con new every year when we talk to newbies. We do Q&A panels as well, and folks bring up new questions, and that gives us more FAQs to talk about in future years. So it's that energy, the con that we all love that, that we just love diving into. And uh, Yeah, I, I wish I had known about you guys back in 2008. <laughs> That was my first con, and that was that was a small one. Well, I say small one. The crowd was not as big as it is now, and I was just so overwhelmed. Uh, everything that I planned for or thought that I was going to do, because I had the highlighter in the book, it basically went out the window <laughs> day one. And yeah, as a new person who loves a lot of different fandoms, I think there was probably a point in time where I was just kind of walking around like a lost child. Um not so much because I didn't know where to go because I couldn't choose where to go. <laughs> Too many good choices. That's what we, that's what we tell folks. It's yeah. a lot like the Christmas morning. You come down and you get all those presents. Where do you start? You know, you can't do it all at once. And that's why we tell a lot of folks, that's why a lot of us keep coming back every year. We know we can only do a small portion of it in a given year. So what what theme or what ideas do I want to go on the next time I come? And, and what am I going to find fun when I start doing that? You know, it's going to be a great way to get the most out of it. You know, when you when you do that, you just keep those eyes open and you look to see what you can do. So, yeah, I mean, we do the on Thursday afternoons from noon to four. We'll be doing walking tours. Um, check your app program guide for the exact room. The con is always flexible, so we don't want to give away too much info in case it changes. But, yeah, come on in sometime between those hours and we'll have uh, folks volunteering normally in the neighborhood of 30 or so to be tour guides. And our tours will go out every five or 10 minutes. We take it's about 30, maybe 40 minutes of time for a tour. We can't go everywhere in that time, but we do try to go to enough of the main hotels and point in some of the directions towards the Westin, the America's Mart, give you an idea of the outdoor spaces, the indoor spaces, just to give you a foundation like you're talking about, Jenny, just an idea so you kind of know what you're coming into because it is a lot to take in. Not that you can't have a blast, but if, if you're that personality type that wants to measure it all, understand it all, and so forth. You're, you're, it's like drinking from the fire hose. You're going to get knocked over. So those tours are there in the afternoon. Uh, we then also do just open Q&A panels um, Thursday evening, normally at 5.30, and then first thing Friday morning at 10 a.m., where just come on in. Uh, you can stay for the whole hour that we're there. We'll have ourselves, as I said, uh, Michael and Sue and Kim and I will be up there, but there's also a whole room of other folks ready to answer questions. Folks come in and stay for five minutes to get a specific question answered, or some come and stay the whole hour to soak it all in, learn about what other people want to know. So we try to do those as a way just to give you a foundation, you know, and much like you were saying early on, Mike, the newbie tours are not an official part of the con. Um, this is something that just got started up myself doing a Facebook group that's now got close to 7,000 members. Kim McGevin, started up doing walking tours herself, like the year before I did the Facebook group, and then con heard about what we were doing and said hey would you like some space on the official schedule so we went from you know 20 or 30 people showing up for the tours to five or six hundred <laughs> so you know things ramp up but we've got folks volunteering to be tour guides and wranglers and helpers and since we're not official part of the con you don't get volunteer hours for that so they're doing it strictly out of the love of the community yeah. um, so that's why it's it's very true to the nature of dragon con and, and why we love doing it every year and and it's a credit to you guys because you guys are taking, I mean, 
personal time away from your time at the con itself. But then you're also doing it. Um, you're also dealing with it the all year round because you guys are administering the uh, the newbies group, and that goes for Channing, Jen, and Mallory as well because you guys are all part of big groups that are active all year round. So in a way, I guess it helps keep um, Dragon Con in your heart all year round. But also, uh, but also, I would imagine that you know, for all four of you, as things are getting heavy, as you're trying to prepare for the convention, especially over the next you know month now, a little over a month now, it's it's you've got a whole bunch of activity going on in those groups. Yeah, so mm-hmm. much, <laughs> so much. <Yeah. laughs> But, but see, the the yeah. great thing is, and you folks know this from other con groups that are all unofficial things, is the community is what's supporting it as well, too. Because, I mean, the folks who join the first year because they know nothing and want to learn, then as you're saying, Mike, they hang around and all throughout the year, they're the ones now, instead of asking, they're offering advice to other newcomers. So it's the community building on itself. And it also gives the new people so many different perspectives. Because like I said, what I might think as must-see events aren't the same that any of you might. So you not only get it from one or two people, you get it from hundreds in terms of what might be the good suggestions. And that's that's wonderful to see happen, you know, to be in that group, you know, handling some of the management of it, if you will, or admin. But it's the day-to-day stuff when you, you see a question and then boom, there's 10 answers within five minutes. And they're all great ideas. And I'm learning stuff and seeing new angles of the con you know, that even I didn't know about too. So it's self-sustaining and you're right. It, it is that year round con aspect. That's so much fun. I mean, naturally picks up greatly June, July, August, but it's happening year round. And, and we're talking about things, uh, you know, year round as well. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why, I mean, when we started the dragon con report, you know, 12 years ago, whatever it was, we were just covering it, you know, shortly before the convention, after the convention. And it became pretty apparent to me within a few years. I'm like, there's enough here that we can do this every month for the whole year. You know? So the only reason I don't do it in October and November and December is just because I need a break of some kind. (laughs) But, But I mean, come January, it's like, you know what? January, I've got, there's still plenty to talk about because this is a convention that just keeps giving and uh and i appreciate it and i'm and i'm thankful for all of you guys for for helping keep it going throughout the whole year yeah. so no and it's um, it's a great way though too that's related to that i also have the honor of being um a volunteer for the urban fantasy track i'm the uh, assistant track director so that planning goes on you know 11 and a half months out of the year um sure sure but it's great to be a part of that, to be talking up ideas for panels, to get the feedback. You know, we're always talking about, uh, any of us who've been a panelist, you're talking about telling folks, please rate the sessions you go to. Please include comments, give ideas. These track directors, all of them are volunteers too. The whole convention, you know, 2,000 plus volunteers. So we all want to make it the best it can be. So folks get to think like they're helping to program the con. They're giving ideas for panels. They're giving ideas on how to make a a panel better. And, and that's that excitement that makes that time involvement so worth it because we know the con is so much more because of all of us. Uh, and, and yeah, and it's awesome. And, and the fact also that all of your groups too um, is, is are, are open to uh, 
there's no there's no such thing as a stupid question. Nope. Um, nope. You know, everybody is uh, is open to you guys are open, and and certainly when people are asking, because there's a lot that you can't know about Dragon Con. There's a lot that I, there's, I've been covering for you know I've been going for thirty years. And there's still a lot of stuff about trying con that escapes me. I completely don't know. I'm I don't know at all. So th- there's no such thing as an expert, and there's no question that's like out of line because it's a uh, it's a new experience for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so and yeah, and anybody who like you know jumps on someone else for for making fun of like the app or whatever, you know, this, that, and the other thing, you guys don't tolerate any of that. So no. I appreciate that. So yeah, no, we want it to be very friendly, newbie friendly, and and that's what 99% of the folks in there are. So absolutely. It's rare, absolutely. it's rare, but that's... it's a great group. So if you're not part of the newbies group, even if you're not a newbie, yeah, come be on part in. of the newbies group, because yeah. I guarantee you, you will learn stuff. Yeah. No, um, and then, uh, uh, and join all the groups too. Uh, all the groups here that we have represented, but yes, the newbies group and, and, and we'll try to get uh, another one of you guys to join us, of course, uh, next month as well. So, but uh, Kevin, it's been great catching up with you uh, this month. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. It's always great. We have on our dragonconnewbies.org website, which is just a simple blog post, links to lots of resources, including your podcast, because it's great that the community gives so much back. And that's what we love to do is get folks involved in that. And, and, and we appreciate that as well. Appreciate mm-hmm. that as well. So cool. Well, I know a lot of us are, are, are starting to get hungry. Uh, because we want to talk about the food aspect of it. But before we do that, I think we need to drink a little bit, which means that it's time for, of course, the guest announcements. <laughs> so, uh, and as always, you know, if, uh, you know, Jen and Chanling, uh, if they, if they, you know, if they don't do a good job, then you get a drink out of it, right? So, uh, so we can get our, we can wet our whistles a little bit before we start talking about food. All right. The Atlanta Radio Theater Company was created in 1984 by Thomas E. Fuller, William Brown, and Patrick Stansberry. Their shows bring the immediacy of live theater, the imagination of storytelling, and adventures in sound. The Atlanta Swing Orchestra is a group of musicians that really love to play big band music that gets you tearing up the dance floor. They are musicians who are dedicated to keeping the great American songbook alive by playing tunes from the 30s and 40s to modern classics. Bella's Bartok, a combination of freak folk American rock and roll with a danceable pop-laden backbeat, self-dubbed as foot-stomping freak folk, live your fantasy and embrace the stranger side of life with Bella's Bartok. The Bob Rockadon Bards are back for a Dragon Con reunion. They take traditional Irish and Scottish folk songs, mix it up with Lord of the Rings music to create a unique brand of Celtic flake. Celtic filk. <laughs> Jerry Peacock <laughs> is co-founder of the Muscle Nerds Group, which promotes fitness, bodybuilding, and healthy living within the geek and nerd communities. Ryan Chrissy is chief creative director of Muscle Nerds. For the last few years, Ryan has helped coordinate and put on the Muscle Nerd Showdown, a mix of cosplay and fitness competition. One of the most notable dark wave bands internationally, the Crux Shadows motto is live, love, be, believe. And it serves as a reminder of what the Crux Shadows may write catchy songs. The band has depth that extends beyond that extends beyond the dance floor. Take real life Transformers playing music from Transformers the movie in true 80s metal style. Add in samplings from anime, genre, and video game crowd pleasers, then combine with awesome original material for one unforgettable night of robot rock called the Cybertronic Spree. 
DJ Limit Break is a Twitch partner from Chicago, Illinois. He usually performs several nights a week at nightclubs within the MMORPG Final Fantasy, but he's traveled all the way from Exorin to spend live at Dragon Con this year. Bring your Whew, y'all are killing me. Bring your guitars and get ready for a night full of upbeat pop, EDM, video game remixes, and more. Be sure to check him out on Twitch. DJ Neon the Glogo Bear brings a fun and festive energy to his 11th year DJing and producing the Fantastical Spectrum Party, celebrating the LGBTQ community and our allies. Playing an eclectic mix of rock, dance, punk, and more at rock clubs and convention parties all over the UK, DJ Scapegoat has been providing the tunes for Dragon Con's Bunny Hutch Party kickoff since 2015. Dust Bowl Fairies, Dark Carnival Dream Music, a fairy tale fusion of dark cabaret, delirious polka, and gothic spaghetti western music. Dust Bowl Fairies is a dark carnival band from New York's Hudson Valley. The band's eclectic repertoire of songs draw inspiration from circus songs, murder ballads, and Eastern European folk tunes. The Faithful Sidekicks are an award-winning comedic group folk pop flick duo who write and perform original catchy songs about fandoms, gaming, and technology. Winner of the 2021 Best Performer Pegasus Award. Fun songs with a ton of heart and a touch of snort for nerds, geeks, and fans of all kinds. Get ready to be nerdy, get ready to rock, and get ready to laugh out loud. Better pay attention, though, for there may be a quiz afterward from these rockin' rocket scientists. Foot Pound Force, a band composed of more than its units. Stephen Frank is an award-nominated animator, writer, director, comic book creator, who supervised the animation of Marvel Studios' What If Season 1 and is currently directing new episodes of the series. He was a supervising animator on The Iron Giant and contributed story to Despicable Me. His graphic novel earned a Brush Manning Award. Hailing from Orlando, Florida, the Gecko... Geckos are the greatest goth nerd polka band in the multiverse. Comprised of brothers Jared on accordion and Zach on guitar, the Geckos are sure to get you pumped and ready to get weird and spooky. Sanford Green has worked as a professional illustrator for over 18 years for Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and Image Comics. He helped reshape Marvel comic characters Power Man and Iron Fist and illustrated Black Panther and Luke Cage. Green is a two-time Osner and Ringo Award winner for Bitter Root which is slated to become a film. A mixture of rock, filk, and a whole lot of neurodivergence, one person, one guitar. When literature, music, and mayhem collide, Harlequin Shadow is somewhere in the middle of it all. Hillspawn cosplay producer, cosplayer, actor, activist, and most importantly, father, Demetrius Holt has used his platform as a cosplayer to create opportunities for minorities to be represented in spaces that are normally dismissed. Anya Martin is a writer, co-hosts the Outer Dark podcast, co-chairs the Outer Dark Symposium, and believes fervently that weird fiction is vital to the 21st century. Southern goth swing sensation Mahaley's Grave is a merry band of miscreants who bring a rockin' ragtime sound peppered with gypsy spirits. This big band hot jazz soundtrack of Southern Sin hard living, vigilante justice, and more than a touch of voodoo is dark and danceable. Quinn Ava Neal is an Afro artist who recognized the lack of a representation for diverse hair. She transformed her own natural coils into stunning designs never before seen on human hair. 
Carrie Nord is the award, the award. Carrie Nord is the award-winning artist of comic books and graphic novels such as Daredevil, X-Men, and Conan the Barbarian. Throughout his career, Carrie has drawn virtually every major character in comics, having worked on Superman, Wolverine, Mutant X, Ghost Rider, Spider-Man, Thor, and Star Wars. The Palmetto Knights is a historic steel combat team that brings all of their sword clashing and life fighting to center stage. These European weapon and armor experts will expand your mind with their wide array of panels and then blow your mind with intense combat tournaments. Tamara Robertson is an Emmy-nominated producer and TV host known for her role as a co-host and fabricator on Mythbusters. She hosts a podcasting a podcast called Tinkering Bells and produces a comic, Seekers of Science. Adam Savage is a former special effects designer fabricator who worked on such films as Star Wars, Star Wars Episodes 1 and 2. From 2003 to 2016, he co-hosted the Discovery Channel series Mythbusters, and today he stars in and produces content for his YouTube channel, Tested. The Taj Motel Trio is a ska punk band from North Georgia with a full rhythm section and a four-piece horn line. They're currently playing shows around the Southeast and putting in work on recording new music. The Triforce Quartet is a traditional string quartet that plays original covers of video game music. TQ is played in front of sold-out shows at PAX Prime in Seattle, PAX East in Boston, MAGFest in Washington, D.C., the iDig Music Festival in Ireland, and many places with video games live. Vision Video is a goth rock band from Athens, Georgia, featuring highly energetic, meaningful, and engaging live performances. Aurelio Voltaire is often described as a modern-day renaissance band. He is a singer, performer, author, creator of comic books, films, animation, toys, and home decor. Wakefire takes an unorthodox approach to the traditional. They're here to create a new sound to delight and surprise anyone who would hear it. They tell stories and create sounds to move the heart and body with a combination of Celtic rock, Slavic punk and Americana pop. Wasted Wine is a four-piece band that performs eclectic shows and festivals in the Southeast. Their music is dark, theatrical, funny, and lively. Their songs frequently cover the esoteric. However, their music is designed to get people moving. Think Gogol Bordello meets Nick Cave. Derek Yoniger is a toothless hillbilly that's got a long history of scratching out art for lots of king-sized bigwigs like Marvel Comics and Cartoon Networks. But nowadays, he strictly digs the gig that let him beat his own bongos. And also appearing will be Dee Bradley Baker. Christina Chong. Jordan Henson Danger. Shane Dyson. Colin Ferguson. Dan Fogler. Chris Gothier. Time out, guys, just for what? a second. I just want to explain to people, because I, I I think I meant to do this before we did the yes announcements, but these are the actors that are listed uh, that are members of SAG, so we can't have descriptions for them, or at least they didn't post them. So, um, yeah, we're just going to honor uh, their wishes and not promote their stuff as well, but we are going to give you that list of, uh, yeah, that list of people that have been announced uh, over the last month or so. So, What, what was the last one you read, Channing? I <laughs> I think Gil Gerard. Okay. <laughs> Stelia Rose Gooding. Neil Grayston. Scott Grimes. Ryan Hurst. Mark Jackson. Gary Jones. Omri Katz. Peter Macon. Nicole Maine. Jason Marsden. Eddie McClintock. Paul McGillan. Luke Millington Drake. Nathan Mitchell. Colby Minifee. Anson Mount. David Nicky. 
Adrian Palicki, Carrie Payton, Ethan Pick, Ed Quinn, Jesse Wright, Sally Richardson Whitfield, Vanessa Shaw, Jessica Zor, George Takei, Frank Todaro, True Valentino, and our DragonCon mainstay, Garrett Wang. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you all. Um, yeah, so for that short list of actors, um, yeah, just uh, go to, you can, you know, Google them or do IMDb if you want to find out more information. Uh, if you need to know what they are uh, written-wise, what their names are, just go to the website because they're all still listed on the DragonCon website, but they're just, they don't, just don't have descriptions, so... So thanks again, guys. I think we made it through that pretty well, um, you know, pretty well lubricated. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but just that's just in time for to talk all about food. So for those people who are listening to us on the podcast, uh, just stay tuned because we're going to be right back and we're going to get into the main topic of dining delivery. I love that Star Trek does what adventure programs do. It's fun characters going on adventures, wearing colorful outfits, but it tries to be more than that. It tries to say something more about humanity and tries to encourage us to be better people. I love that it gives a really positive and really hopeful view of the future. I like that you never know what you get with Trek, from Captain Pike to Picard to Captain Proton. I like the Ferengi. <laughs> Earth Station Trek, a show where we talk about Star Trek, from the early days on NBC to the future on Paramount Plus and everywhere in between. Welcome back, everybody. And now it's time to talk all about food. And we've got Mallory here to do that, to help us with that um, from the DragonCon Foodies group, correct? That's right. Yes. Uh, Mallory, now, uh, just a quick history. How long have you been coming to DragonCon? What's your history of uh, being at the at the con? Oh, boy. Um, I've been going to DragonCon. This will be my 14th year. Yeah, cool. And um, I actually met my husband there. Uh, in a group called Fans for Christ, we're just Christian geeks, and um, but uh, we are also heavily involved in the Dragon Con Foodies group, and because uh, we like food. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, now, how long has the Foodies group been around? Do you know what the history of that um, is? Uh, it was started by Craig Crumpton, uh, who's another foodie, obviously. Absolutely, yes, we've had uh, him on before, so. Oh, good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, I know at least five years, maybe longer. Um, but, uh, Craig runs it and I help and a couple other people do too. Um, now, yes. overall, how would you feel that the, how would you describe the food situation at Dragon Con? Is it really full of great possibilities? Is it limited is it crazy or what what would you use to describe the the sort of the overall view of of food options at at dragon con so there's a lot of options but there's not always 
a lot of choices <laughs> among the options, you know, and there are a lot of unique restaurants um, around, but you know, it's Dragon Con, so all of them are stay pretty busy. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, from what we've been seeing, there's a lot of um, people wanting to know good gluten-free type yes. restaurants. Yes. Um, and see, someone just mentioned vegan uh, restaurants. Uh, on the Dragon Con Foodies uh, group, uh, there is a whole spreadsheet dedicated to everything about food. I'm looking at it right now, and there's about a, a little over 100 options okay. um, that are near or in the con footprint. Um, and there are... There's only four that mention that they have gluten-free options. Mm. So um, that yeah. doesn't mean other ones don't, but those are the only specifics. And there is one that mentions vegan options, uh, and that's Aviva by Camille, mm -hmm. uh, which is a great uh, restaurant, too. But, and that's in the Peachtree Center Food Court. There was a... Uh... Yeah, I did see we did get some recommendations when we posted that we were going to do a show on uh on 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 dining options. Of course, we heard from a lot of you guys on on the various social media. So, uh I I, I appreciate that a lot. Um regarding that cuz that question a lot of dietary restrictions, things of that nature came up. Uh of course, uh, plant-based options, gluten-free, uh low sugar, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um and uh, one of the uh, persons commented about um, uh, plant-based perspective, like plant-based options, and they recommended uh, Aviva, of course. Uh, also, uh, Yummy Yummy, right? Is that? Uh, is oh that yeah, they would have some good ones. And yeah. uh, and then Farmer's Basket as well. Uh, now I believe those are two of those are at least in the food court, correct? Uh, they're um, all three in the food court. Oh, uh, all three in the food there, court. There's mm -hmm. also um, Salada that opened up last year. Oh, okay. Uh, um, we build your own salad, or if you want to do a wrap, or, or there's a, um, they have both meat and vegetarian uh, and gluten free options there. Um, so it's also it's a good healthy spot as well mm -hmm. if you need uh, to load up on some veggies. We need that at Con. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's really easy. I mean, you see the pizza, you see the, you know, oh, yeah. the sub sandwiches, you see all that, the, the stuff that's bad for you, right? And then part of you is like, well, I'm on vacation. But, um, you know, yeah. unfortunately, a lot of that stuff still does count. Um, we also got comments about, uh, 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 as far as uh, vegan options, um, uh, Greek food truck by the Sheridan. I mean, yep. I don't know if that's a guarantee that's going to be there, but, um, please, they, please, they have, please. They, they have, uh, I, I guess, uh, falafel is a, is a great uh, thing to get there as well as, um, a place called urban fix, which is a, about a half mile walk from the con. It's a nice sit down place for lunch or dinner. And that's H E R B A N as an urban fix. Uh, so, uh, uh, so, um, th there's a, a few places like that. Um, so, I mean, it does sound like it is a bit of a challenge, of course, but I think that's any play, any new area that you go to, it's always going to be challenging to find, find, and you know, the more obviously restrictions you have, the more difficult it's going to be, unfortunately. Right. 
and uh, there is uh, there are two groups. Someone mentioned it in the chat, uh, but DragonCon Celiac group mm -hmm. uh, on Facebook, um, and they will know everything about the gluten-free and celiac-friendly places. Uh, oh, oh, it's Mary Posner. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, DragonCon Vegetarians and Vegans is another group. Uh, it's on the that foodie spreadsheet on the DragonCon Foodies page as well. Awesome. awesome. And it's a very extensive spreadsheet. So folks join the foodie group. Uh, they not only have the places, they have their addresses, their hours, if they know them. Um, people update mm -hmm. it to let you know if something is closed or not. It's a very handy thing to have access to. I recommend joining the foodies group if you haven't, just for new options too. Yeah. Right. Because there's always, I mean, we've talked about it before, especially for budgetary reasons or certainly dietary reasons. You can always bring your own food. Uh, you can always, uh, there's places to shop if you need to shop and, and get groceries and, and sort of stock your own um, and make your own uh, food as well. And and certainly that is an option, although with everything going around, going on at con, sometimes it's a lot difficult to do. Um, mm -hmm. it's, sometimes it's really difficult to just like eat period because you forget i mean i have i have literally forgotten to eat uh at, at, at during the day just because so much is happening so much is going on you're running around doing this and that and the other thing and all of a sudden you're like wow i haven't i haven't <laughs> eaten anything what about what about accessibility i know the food court is probably the easiest uh because it's just right there in the middle of the convention all the hotels are, are sort of around it um mm -hmm. Are there any other places that are that are accessible as well that are different options and maybe not as busy? Not as busy. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's always a challenge, right? Because yeah. not yeah. only do you have con traffic, but the, if you go outside of certainly in certain areas, then then it gets all crazy because it's just you know. Yeah. And I mean, it's also yeah, it's also Labor Day right. weekend, so you got that exactly. Right. Well, especially for us coming in on Wednesday, those of us come in on Wednesday and Thursday, we are also dealing with the downtown work crowd. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so we end up, I shouldn't tell you this because then, you know, my, uh, <laughs> my time frame is going to shoot up and populate. No. Um, is it Monday or Tuesday evening? Usually like five-ish because it's early dinner. So regular crowd might not be there. And a lot of our, Dragon Con crowd has gone home. Um, that's usually a good time if you want to go to like a nice sit down place. Mm -hmm. um, if they're uh, open. Well, that's a good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if they're open on Labor Day. Um, and some people have, there is a tap, an option, a column for that on the spreadsheet. Um, it may not be fully updated, but um, definitely call it before you go. Uh, and I think Mehans. Yes, right. Yeah, Mehans uh, is a favorite place of mine to go as well. Um, and uh, I know Jen and I have talked about a few times uh, Trader Vic's, which is one of our favorite places. And of course, uh, I think um, well, it's various degrees, but the earlier in the week and the earlier that we, in the you, in the weekend that you can get there and eat and experience it, the better. Do, well, gets... don't go to Trader Vic's after Thursday, basically. <laughs> She's just saying don't. <laughs> well, no, well, not not to eat. If if you right. have it, because they open up for reservations six about six months in advance for Dragon yes. Con weekend. If you're wanting to eat there on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, you're not going to get a walk up spot. 
they no. have them available. Like every restaurant that takes reservations, they always save some tables for walk up. But trust me, everyone's going to do that. And uh, really, after, once Friday hits, if you want to go to Trader Vic's, just go there for a drink and go to the patio bar. Don't mm -hmm. don't even go inside the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. My oh, understanding, I and then and, you know, it's been around long enough. But I think there were times where. Trader Vic's was not one of my favorite places to go, but it's changed hands a couple times since then. And uh, my understanding is, is that it's been a while, man. It's been too long. I definitely have to try to get there this year because, uh, yeah, last time I went, it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. I mean, Trader, Trader Vic's is one of those places when it's good, it's the best. <laughs> but when it's not, sometimes it's a little disappointing. But uh it's hard for me to walk by there without being able to smell it. Um, yeah, I was just about to then, mention that Waffle House. Um, well, waffle House. I've had like good luck there. Four Waffle yeah. House. <laughs> yeah, I've had good luck at the, the one. If you want the Southern Sierra, experience, right? Mm -hmm. If you, if you're, especially if you're not from here and you want the Southern experience, mm -hmm. yeah, Waffle House is probably something you might want to check out. Yeah, I've and had good one. luck with the one up from the Sheridan, as far as it not being super crowded. Um, obviously, ah. if you're looking for healthy options. Probably not your first <laughs> choice, but I've definitely had some good luck there. There's a there's also a strip right down the road from um, there's a Hyatt Place Hotel right across from the aquarium, and behind it is another strip of little cool restaurants. Like there's a Waffle House there, but there's also a an a, an adult shake place where you can get alcoholic shakes. Oh, okay. and uh, and I was other what you, mean, what you meant there. <laughs> uh, it's the yeah. food episode, yeah. Mike. I heard, um, I heard adult and shake and was getting ready to lie off. <laughs> uh, but there's, there's, I think there's like eight to 10 more restaurants down in that area as well. Now, if the, the one year we stayed there, the day we decided to go eat in the stretch was when the football game was happening. So then we, we had to like, you know, wait 45 minutes at Waffle House because it was, although that particular Waffle House has five tables. So it's like, it's the boutique Waffle House. It's really tiny. Mm -hmm. No, Brandon, you cannot add that to the crawl. No one will survive that 15 minute walk. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so let me ask you, let's get a little bit more um, personal here as far as what's your favorite places to go what are like during dragon con weekend is there some place that you have to go that's your like the highlight of the weekend for you as far as eating getting together with friends etc cetera, etc cetera? uh mallory we'll start with you is there there one place in particular that you just love one place Ooh. um we'll start with one yeah yeah uh for sure caribou because i love their coffee mm, okay if you can get there <laughs> now, now, where is that located? That is in the Peachtree Center food court at uh, upper level. Uh, they always have a line, but they always have themed uh, geeky drinks, so it's a lot of fun. And their staff loves Dragon Con. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Jenny, what about you? What's some place that you, uh, you have to go you never miss? Um, so it used to be uh, Metro. And I say that just because Metro was the first place I ate at my first Dragon Con. And so annually I go back and I still do. I still like Metro, but there's a place called Crazy Atlanta. 
it's right across the street from the Sheridan. You, you'll walk by it a million times and never notice it. The wings are great. And everybody that I went with last year was raving about the quesadillas. I'm not a quesadilla person, but yeah, that just popped up. Yeah, yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they love the quesadillas and the wings. Again, it's a little small. I'm hesitant to say hold in the wall place, but yeah, it, when you go register at the Sheridan, you literally walk right by the place. So is it across the street as in where the little liquor store is across the street? Correct. Like, Front, like if I cross the street to go up the hill. Yeah, before you it's, start it's going up the hill, it's there. Better, oh, okay. better description. The circular driveway at Sheridan. Yeah. Right across from there, we were sitting there watching the DJ who's at the top of the Sheridan and listening to him play. Oh, okay, I think I don't they have a little patio area or something? Yes. I th- okay, I noticed that last year, but we never went. We yes. never went there. Yes, good food mm-hmm. and good adult beverages. I mean, so I've heard. Good, good to know. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. Uh, Jen, you want to recommend a place as well? You're one of your favorite places? Um, gosh, we all know that I have so many. Uh, <laughs> what well, you mentioned, Trader Vic's. Um, I just saw somebody in the comments mix, uh, mentioned the red phone booth. Uh, I, I will say we go there for the there's the Dragon Con cigar meetup. Yeah. So we go there for that. But also, uh, besides you know, there being cigars and some amazing cocktails. They have some of the best Italian food I have ever had in my life. They like homemade burrata cheese dishes there, uh, cheese stuff, the little red pepper thingies. It's, oh, and now I want it just thinking about it. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> the, besides, besides the usual places, yeah, the, the red phone booth is, is something that yeah, I think Amafi is who provides the food to the red phone booth, actually. Yeah. yeah. So either one is really good. <laughs> or that Greek food truck. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. Uh, yeah, like I said, I already mentioned Trader Vic's, and that's one of my favorite places on the planet, period. Uh, but certainly I don't want to discourage anybody from, you know, going there because it is an awesome experience, especially me as, you know, when people ask like, why are you so into Tiki? Like if you go to Trader Vic's, you can kind of understand like a little bit, like a lot actually is a, a lot of the really cool things about, about Tiki pop culture. Um, Although the food, we, might the have, we might have to take a road trip this year, Mike. There are, uh, <laughs> there is going to be another then, option. Yes. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh-huh. I think it's really opening soon. So, uh, but it is not, it is not close. Uh, yeah. we will definitely have to get in the car and drive. Yeah. To that one, wow. so. yeah I might do yeah. it, but that's Duke's hideaway that we're talking about. People, It's a new, a yes. new place coming. Yeah. Um, there was a, there's a place a little closer called, uh, Tiki Tango. And that was really awesome. And then it had it shut down. And then the people who were behind it actually now are the ones I think behind Dukes, mm. by the way. So, um, so I, yeah, I've heard nothing, but I'm an- anticipating that one. So that should be really fun. There are another uh, other tiki places too in the Atlanta area, but that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Although I could, um, but uh, yeah. So, but yeah, that's definitely one for me. Um, uh, so, um, what's a, what's another one as far as, uh, another place you like going? Cause, uh, uh, Mallory, you said that there's so many, so like, let's, uh, let's get another one on your list. Uh, I just found it last year. Gus's. 
Uh, Gus's, Gus's is, yeah. world famous fried chicken. I had never eaten there before. I went to Dragon Con maybe for 15 years before I discovered <laughs> that it was there. Like it's it's yeah. a, it's it's hidden, but it's like it's like that once you know about it, all of a sudden you're like, how did I miss this for all this time? But it's another one that yeah. if you want to experience the southern food, southern cuisine, southern chicken or whatever, Gus's is amazing. Yes, amazing. It's a good hearty food. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and it's uh. Yeah, for someone who grew up on KFC from the, in the in the north, like yeah, Gus's was like well, like wow, it just blew my mind. So uh, I definitely uh, uh, secure that too. And there's a little you can there's a little bit of a line on that one. Even yeah. non Dragon Con, I've actually been to Gus's. I've been downtown at uh, when Dragon Con nothing was happening. It seems like, and still for lunch, it seemed like it took us a little while to get into Gus's. So wow, well, it's world famous fried chicken. It is. <laughs> You're getting people worldwide. <laughs> people coming from around the world. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Channing, what's another one for you? Um, I've been there a couple of times, and I like it because it's convenient, and they really embrace Dragon Con. The Big Kahuna. It's uh, probably one block up from the Marriott. <laughs> Um, they they get into the spirit. They decorate. They've had karaoke there one time. Um, they do their themed drinks. Um, I had a Black Panther themed fishbowl drink one year. Um, service was great. And yeah, if you walk out the front of the Marriott, like you're going to the, um, what's across from the Marriott, which one? Um, Hyatt. But just make a right. It's about a block down. Uh, yeah, Big Kahuna. Highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Got cool. a new one to try. Yeah, I have not tried that as well. Yes, thank you. By the uh, lobby, yes. Yes, the the truest library lobby. Uh, yeah, because it used to be the uh, sun, sun, sun something, sun plaza. Sun, yeah, something like that. <laughs> 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 uh, Jen, what's another place you like to eat? Uh, well, I I after you know doing like because we always do Trader Vic's, we always do the phone booth our first two nights. Then I become a creature of habit, and uh, pretty much just hit either Cafe Momo and Salada in the food in the mm. food court because it's where I can go load up on veggies and easy proteins. Um, or if it's late at night, I'm either going to go get pancakes at midnight at the Metro Diner, or I'm going to try to eat loaded Greek French fries from that food truck with my vampire tea still in at 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. Uh, but, but yeah, those, so I, besides splurging for two meals, I, I tend to just, yeah, I'm going to eat a lot of vegetables and, and bland kind of meals. Cause I, I want to make it through the whole con <laughs> <laughs> and I got to make up for the, the Mai Tais I drink at night. So I need Have to, you- what? Have you ever tried to give blood on the last day of con? I'm not allowed to give blood, so I haven't. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I've been refused because, of, you know, it's like, you ate all the crap and now you want to give blood? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, Jen, that's, that's, Dave knows me well. Yes. <laughs> now, have any of you heard of um, Sweet George's Juke Joint? It's on Peachtree near Ellis. I've heard of it. Yes. Supposedly no. the food is amazing, but I not had a chance to go. Um, it's on Peachtree near Ellis, and I'll just say it, it's down from Hooters. 
So I'm sure there are some people here who are quite familiar with that one. Um, it, mm-hmm. It's on my list to try this year. Oh, cool. Uh, I, I was seeing a lot of suggestions for a place called Mary Max this past week. Oh, yeah. Um, not sure what it is since I'm in Texas, but uh, somebody had asked about restaurants in one of the groups, and I saw at least seven recommendations for that place. Oh, wow. They're supposed to have great Southern food, but I don't think it's in the con footprint. I but, am, you know, uh, I take an Uber to the Vortex occasionally, too, so that's not exactly in the foot, footprint either. No, there there you go, but, Mary but, Max Tea Room. That's that's what it is. But the uh, but Vortex is a is a solid choice. It's a, it's yeah. Uh-huh. I don't love to go outside of the con too much, but but uh, I would make the trip for Vortex. It's, yeah, and there's for people who uh, maybe are not familiar with the area. Uh, there's two Vortex locations. There's one yes. about a mile and a half down from the con footprint. But there's also one in Little Five Points. Uh, me and many people are partial to the one little five points. Uh, sure. Because well, that, that's the original location. You're going to get the true vibe. Uh, and you're you're going to get heart attack food, basically, because it's so unhealthy, but so it, tasty. It's extremely unhealthy. <laughs> it's extremely tasty. Uh, I actually don't think the one in little five is the original one in Atlanta. Because I remember when I first moved here, there was a much smaller place on Spring well, Street. Well, it's but, not um, but. It's not um, the original one. Isn't the one right down from the Marriott, though, right? No, 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 because no, yeah. uh, the one from Spring was it was so small that they needed to expand, and they they opened up a new place. I think that was in Little Five, and then they opened up the one that's much bigger uh, down the street from the on Peach Street. Um, and but it the quality and the 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 uniqueness of it. It's one of those places just kind of cool to go to. Yeah, you get uh, to walk in through a giant skull. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it, it's fun. Oh, uh, I've seen that suggested a lot too. The the Pont City Markets. Me too. Yeah. Where's the spot if um, you want a good dessert? Before we get to dessert, Janie. Before we get to dessert, I, I just wanted to mention that because uh, we we brought up um, Meehan's earlier, and I certainly um, have had great food and great times at Meehan's. Uh, I am partial to Irish pubs. In addition, I know it's weird. Tiki bars and Irish pubs. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yet, um, you know, that's my makeup. I'm part Irish. So, um, but I will say that if you're, you know, if you're going to Dragon Con and you're in the mood for a, uh, a, a sort of a true Irish pub, there's one that's actually right near in the food court and that's Gibney's pub. Um, I love Gibney's pub. I, I go there sometimes when it's not con and uh it's 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 a it's definitely more of a hole in the wall much like gus's um mm-hmm. but and it's one of those places that you'll pass by it like a hundred times in the food court and not know it's there and then someone points it out to you and then all of a sudden you're like i know where this place is it's just uh it, it's great um i i definitely recommend checking out that place if uh um uh, you know if you've got an itch for for irish food, cuisine, drinks, uh, they do know how to properly pour a Guinness. So, <laughs> so, uh, good, good, good for there. So, um, and so the Reuben our, is amazing there. I'm sorry. The Reuben is amazing there. Apparently it could be, I am not a Reuben guy. Uh, I can tell you their shepherd's pie is amazing. Uh, that I can tell you it is. Um, That's so true. if you're, if you're looking for a good shepherd's pie, uh, then I definitely recommend that place. Um, and fish and chips and, you know, all that stuff. So, 
So uh, I, I love that place. So, um, all right. I think uh, we're getting to the point, yeah, where we can start talking about dessert. And apart from the, you know, waiting in line for, I don't know, six hours at Dairy Queen, <laughs> there must be other options, right? So what are the other options for dessert? Jenny, did you have something in mind when you mentioned that? When you I did not. In mind? I did not. That's why I was asking. I, I tend to, <laughs> I tend to try to avoid sweets for like, you know, a month before Dragon Con, just so I can pretend that I'm <laughs> trying to get in shape for it. Um, so yeah, I'm always looking for, you know, a good sweet shops, you know, maybe I'm a, I love a good chocolate cake. I will marry a woman for a good chocolate cake. So I'm well, always metro, looking for a spot that has good desserts. The Metro has like five layer cakes, like 12 different kinds. I know that I've never ordered the desserts there, but I see that they have the big cake display when you're walking to your mm-hmm. tables. So I know they have a huge, huge pieces of cake. Cool. Oh, there you go. Oh, Alp, no wonder. Okay, I've gone to eat Alpine Bakery with the in-laws when we visit Georgia. So their desserts are great. That makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the carpet. There's the usually the high velocity at the uh, Marriott has a carpet-themed cake. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a lot of uh, folks that do the, uh, well, a lot of the hotels and everything have like different, like theme, Dragon Con theme desserts, right? Correct. If they don't have a theme dessert, they'll have like, the I think the Hyatt usually just does like a themed burger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, a few years they have had themed desserts, though. I seem to remember one year they made uh, chocolate ships from Star Wars. Uh but the Marriott definitely always has a themed dessert. Yeah, that's right. Hyatt had a Spider-Man burger and the unicorn burger and unicorn tots or tots with uh, the marshmallows from Lucky Charms mixed in them. Oh, I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to eat it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you if the, 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 the themed food is ever any good. The, the cake, uh, the carpet cake at, at Marriott was okay. It's chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's just a basic chocolate cake. Uh, Metro's cake is better. Oh, yeah. Trader Vic's Bananas Foster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Sadly, I've never tried any of the Dragon Con themed foods. I may need to put that on my, my bucket list for this year. Just don't eat a colored bur- uh, hamburger bun. <laughs> That's just good life advice in general. Yeah, I mean, just yeah, tell you, learn from the Burger King experience with all of theirs. uh, Different aftermaths. Let's let's put it that way. (laughs) Nobody wants to deal with that at con. There used to be. All right, so there's there. Someone mentioned uh, the. Hilton, there's a, I don't know, I don't think this is the brand name, uh, but spiked ice cream cart at the Hilton. Yeah, they have a few, but don't eat it. I would not suggest eating that during the day. (laughs) Heat and alcoholic ice, alcoholic dairy don't really go well together. (laughs) Save, Save that to the evening. I don't. That's not the brand name of it, and I'm blanking on what the brand name of it is. I've, well, I've I, seen two different companies do it, so, but I don't remember either of their names. One of them is yeah. an one of them is an Irish name, though. 
Right. One of them is is kind of local to here, and I think, and I've eaten there before, and I think it's. I mean, if you've never had that kind of ice cream, it's really good, um, or it can be anyway. But uh, yeah, I've never tried it during con. Uh, usually, I'm not really in a position where I can imbibe too much during the day at con, or even at night, really, not too much anyway. Daddy, so, oh yeah, that might be it. Yes. Daddy yeah. O'Brien's. I think that's the place. Yes. Jessica, thank you. Thank you for, uh, that's, that's the one I'm thinking of. So, uh, what else are we looking at as far as, um, oh, cool. Sarah's pointed out they have non-alcoholic versions too. Where's the fun in that? No, just kidding. <laughs> Not everyone drinks. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> or if somebody wants ice cream during the day. It's true. It's true. Uh, Mallory, what are some of the other things? Are there any particular questions or, or things that come up in the, in the foodies group? Uh, is the, do you think as far as, uh, affordability is, is, is Dragon Con pretty reasonable or, um, you know, is it, um, is it something that you're going to have to really budget? So that's for? one thing I did, uh, forget to mention. Uh, there's also a Dragon Con crock pot and Instapot group, um, Yes, uh, because people will bring their slow cookers. and Actually, we'll do oh, that wow. with our uh, group that we room with. We'll bring a crock pot and maybe one or two people will, you know, just bring a gallon Ziploc bag of whatever already mixed so that you just dump it in and let it cook all day. And you can eat that for a day or two, depending on how many people are in your room. Um but in general, Dragon Con's it's standard, you know, fast food and everything. It it can get pretty expensive. Yeah. There's also a Publix a couple of miles away. I know people have um, had grocery deliveries yeah. made to their hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that if you, if you end up with a room with a microwave or say you're, um, I mean, most, most of the hotels are going to have a microwave in their the lobbies. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like going down to heat stuff up, um, there's options like, uh, yeah, don't walk, oh. to get, get, get it <laughs> delivered or take an Uber. Um, there's also, uh, you know, there's places like the cafe Momo where they charge you by the weight. Mm-hmm. And so, especially if you're doing, um, some of the lighter veggies and things like that, you, it's priced based on how much you get. So there's, there's, there is ways to budget and not be forced to eat fast food, which is typically going to, you know, considered to be cheaper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there call. is ways to get healthy food at an affordable price. Yeah. And somebody mentioned it in chat. I mean, the con suite, you're not going to get full at the con suite, but if you need something like a quick snack to keep you going, so that you don't get hangry while you're trying to find a place to eat. Uh, <laughs> the con suite is usually good and they'll save you a couple of bucks. Well, but also they they do serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's going to change every day. Some mornings it might be donuts. Sometimes there's, you know, there will be fresh fruit options. There's mm-hmm. always soda options and tea. You know, they've had a restaurant, like I've seen before in the past, some restaurants have donated sandwiches or they've made sandwiches there. They've made hot meals for dinner. Uh, and yeah, the con suite is included with your membership. And for people who 
we always say it's I've never found the con suite because uh, it is weird in a weird location. Uh, <laughs> it is in the Hyatt. If you look, if you're at the Hyatt lobby bar, 22 stories, mm -hmm. I think is what the bar is called. And you yeah. look next to it, there's a little market next to that market is a <laughs> random door and that random door goes up one floor and the con suite is right outside up one wow. floor from that spot. That's uh yeah. Another one of those hidden doors. I've gone for 10 years before <laughs> I need the con suite. That's sad. <laughs> but where it is. I, okay. I've still never been to the con suite. So I, I that's one of the, that's one of the things I want to, that's a box I want to check off. They this have year. good food mm -hmm. sometimes. And come to think of it, the con suite's looking for volunteers too. So, you know, if you want to help them serve, prepare and serve food. And that way you'll know where to find the con suite because you will be there. <laughs> and you'll know where to get food. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know if it's closed, but in years past, there was also a corner bakery right down the street from the Weston uh, across from the Hyatt, uh, uh, right across the street from the Hyatt. And they have some fairly healthy food there as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wow, I'm <laughs> almost full <laughs> as far as talking about all of the food options at Dragon Con. There's so many. Um, in some ways, it seems like sometimes it seems like there's not enough, but it's always one of those places where it's like, you know, if you can decide ahead of time and make a little plan, because, you know, there's nothing more frustrating than at the end of a con day than looking at your friends and be like, what do you want to eat? I don't know. What do you want to eat? I don't know. What do you want to eat? I don't. And then you spend like 15 minutes just trying to figure out where you're going to go eat. <laughs> and then by the time you get there, of course, there's a line. Like, a well, line. It's a, a lot of people think that the only options are at the food court or inside the hotel ob lobbies. And that's right. just not true. There's, there's a that's lot true. of options around. Yes. And, you know, a group like Dragon Con Foodies is the perfect place to find the most comprehensive list of where you can eat around con. Absolutely. Absolutely. I guarantee that you'll look at that list and you'll be like, oh, I had no idea that was there. Yeah. I think the trick That's is something yeah. I need to go check. Yeah. I think the trick is you got to be patient because a lot of these places you're going to end up standing in line for a while. Um, you just kind of got to got to plan for that. But yeah, there's options if you want to explore a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just like everything else at Dragon Con, it's constantly changing. So, I mean, I don't know what's in the food court now. Uh, you know, what, what was in the food court last year? There's some things that are going to not be there. There's some going to be, <laughs> I know the food court's still there. Yes. But um, uh, there'll be, you know, there, it seems like there's some places that, uh, like I said, uh, were not there last year from the year before, et cetera, et cetera. Some new places opening up. So it's always an adventure and, uh, and it's good to have uh, the foodies group so that it, uh, <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> It, 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 it's, so that keeps that up to date, right? Cause I would imagine that you guys are pretty much on it. If something closes For or sure. is opening there, right? Yes. As far as options. And, uh, so. yeah. Awesome. Well, very cool. Well, um, certainly this is a conversation that's going to continue. I think it's one of the conversations, uh, one of the topics we do almost every year because it's always so fun to talk about. There's always new things, always things that we're hearing about. So certainly if you guys are listening, watching, have ideas on where to go as far as food options um, or, you know, where not to go, uh, because that's sometimes just as vital. Uh <laughs> Don't eat the lobby Papa John's. <laughs> 
many people have gone there and not come back. Just learn from their mistakes. Or the trailer, Papa John. See? Yeah, no. Just don't, just don't eat pizza you see in the lobby. That's a good rule. <laughs> yeah, that, that might be just a good rule in general. Yeah, yeah, that might be a good rule in general. Um, and, and you know what? I can't, even though I, I will have to say, I, can't, I think almost every year that I've been going there, I, I get, you know, pizza from the, the, the food court. I just, for some reason, I've been doing that for 30 years. Well, it's almost seems like okay. a, Food court's different. That's not the hotel lobby. No, no, it's not. No, no, no. But I, I mean, I know it's not like the healthiest thing. I know it's not the best thing. I know it's not the best pizza on the planet or whatever, but there's just something for me that's like, it's not Dragon Con unless I have like, was it pizza... Pizza Regina? Is that right? Pizzeria? Is that, I can't even remember what it's called now. But uh, but it's a pizza place right in front of the food court there. And uh, I, I always get at least one or two slices of every con. Just just out of tradition, if it, nothing else. But um, so, <laughs> so, uh, it's cardboard. <laughs> and on that note, uh, we, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's get ready to close out the show. Um, we're going to draw a close to this ep- episode of the 2023 Dragon Con Report. Mallory, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for giving us your time. Uh, all of all of you and everybody else as part of the Dra- Dragon Con Foodies group do. We really do appreciate Thank it. Thank you for having me on, and I love listening to y'all's podcast. Oh, thank, oh you. I thank you. Thank you so much. We do have a, we'll have a link, of course, to directly to the Dragon Con Foodies group on Facebook. Is there anything else you want to promote, give a shout out to, or anything like that? Um, the, well, uh, <laughs> fans for Christ, uh, Sunday service, uh, you know, for Christian geeks. Okay. It's, I know not everybody's Absolutely. Christian, but, um, yeah. So what? No, awesome. That's very cool. That's very cool to know that happens there. And my husband does the um, does the message, so it's always something geeky and ridiculous. <laughs> very nice, very, very nice. nice. Yeah, thanks. absolutely, absolutely. Also, want to give a big thanks uh, to Kevin Batchelder for joining us uh, from the Newbies Group. It was always good to hear from those guys. Kevin, in particular, uh, the work that they're doing at the Newbies Group is outstanding. And of course, a uh, big shout out to our station crew, Channing. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure, and I apologize to everyone's liver. I'll try to do better next time. <laughs> uh, promote the uh, DragonCon Black Geeks, and, and are you still doing the, uh, the, the the streams on Twitch? Are you still part of that, too? Uh, yes, when they can have me on, I, I do that. Um, I still run the uh, Black Geeks DragonCon group. Um, it's not a party. It's a protest. Our photo shoot is one of the ones that's on that giant list. So uh, feel free to come out and support us or join the Facebook group where you can find some good cosplay ideas or some like-minded cosplayers to, to meet up with. Gotcha. Very cool. Very cool. And of course, Jen, thank you so much. It's always awesome to join you guys. Things getting crazy, I know, at the parties, meetups, and more group. Uh, yeah, they're starting to pick up. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're having like 50, 50 new people join us, uh, new every day, both in the Facebook group and the Discord. But that is uh, the DragonCon Parties, Meetups, and More group. Uh, Brandon and Dave have been in the comments, and they tend to tune into each live show we do here. They help me run it. And as much as we joke about drinking, 
uh, in our party group, it is not just about we're telling you where to go drink. Uh, we are telling you about concerts, group meetups, uh, ribbon trading events. Uh, it's basically things that are, you know, not panels. And people just get overwhelmed by looking through the schedule. We uh, help highlight the things we think people might enjoy to go see. Awesome. But, but we also like to have a drink, but, <laughs> but we're not going to force anybody else to. So we're, we're a welcoming group there. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, thank you, Director Faber, for working your magic behind the scenes. We really appreciate you as well. We try to cover all we can with these episodes, uh, you know, but it, to keep up with the latest news and food choices, <laughs> please check out all the official and unofficial Dragon Con websites out there, social media outlets. There's a lot of stuff happening. I mean, we've got a little over a month to go as we were recording this and man, things are buzzing on, on social media as far as all the Dragon Con uh, related places. So check out Facebook groups, Instagram, Twitter. Um, and of course, you know, as things are happening, especially when it regards the, uh, the restrictions and, and what's going on with the actors, the guests and everything like that, uh, check out the town meetings, the town hall meetings, as well as the official Dragon Con, uh, uh, Facebook page and, uh, other accounts. So, um, all the fan tracks again are active on Facebook group and they're still, they're still looking as, Shani pointed out, they're still looking for volunteers, so it's not too late to get involved. If there's something that you, some part of Dragon Con that you want to be involved with, reach out because it's not too late. Everybody's still looking for assistance. We are a proud member of the ESO Network. We have a tea public store filled with all kinds of cool stuff, including a very cool design for the Dragon Con Report podcast. Uh, you can get that T-shirt and all the merch at the um, uh, if you there, if you go to. The ESO Network page, there's a link for TeePublic right there. Um, uh, so there's right there on the show notes. And uh, uh, yeah, it'll be posted on the show notes as well for those people who are listening. Um, also, ESO Network has a Patreon page. And once again, uh, there's a link for that. And we thank all our supporters. We really appreciate you. Whether you are watching or listening to us, we please help support our show with a like and a share, uh, subscribe, et cetera, et cetera. We would like, if you'd like to leave us direct feedback or comment on the show and tell us where some of our good places to eat are. Um, if you want to know like what we really think, where we really go and like to get away from the crowds, uh, you can reach out to us directly um, via dra feedback at dragonconreport.com. Uh, you can also reach out to us via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, those are the main places that you can find the Dragon Con Report right now. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We really do appreciate it. I'm your host, Mike Gordon. And as always, it has been my pleasure. Take care, stay safe, and we look forward to seeing you at the con in about a month. <laughs> <laughs>
ESONetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Thank you.